Good morning and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G and I am a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Today's date is June 10th, 2021. And today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and we are at page 63, the third paragraph starting with, we found it very desirable. Unpacking that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thank you so much for your service, Barb E, Leon B, the reference numbers for yesterday, June 9th, 2021, Wednesday, 17,111, that's the 7 a.m., 17111, and for the 10 a.m. meeting, 17,112, 17112. And thank you to our readers, Andrea B. and Tanya G. as well, and our newcomer greeter, Karen K., and our host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Nancy P. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Andrea B. to go ahead and read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Andrea. Good morning, and thank you for your service. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed, and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I pass. 
Thank you so much, Andrea. I will now ask for Tanya G to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Tanya. Thank you, Amy G. Good morning. 12 traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one one primary purpose, to carry its message to a compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I'm Tanya G., Recover Compulsive Overeater, grateful, and thank you for allowing me to do service in our past. Thank you so much, Tanya. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book. We are on page 63, the third paragraph, and I've asked Leon to get us started. Go ahead, Leon. Good morning. This is Leon B. Gratefully Recovered in Simpsonville, South Carolina. We found it very desirable to take this spiritual step with an understanding person, such as our wife, best friend, or spiritual advisor. But it is better to meet God alone than with one who might misunderstand. The wording was, of course, quite optional so long as we expressed the idea, voicing it without reservation. This was only a beginning, though if honestly and humbly made, an effect sometimes a great one was felt at once. Um, You guys may have heard me share this before, but... The the first time in 2005 when I went through the steps for the very first time, I don't even remember taking this step, um, the third step. Um, 
And I learned that prayer because we said it so much in meetings. We would say it at the end of meetings. And so I learned it by heart. And my my experience for about thir- well, 13 years of trying to lose weight my own way, which I thought that was my problem, I would wake up every morning saying this prayer. I mean, begging God, I, God, you can have me, you know, deal with me, do with me, just get this weight off of me, just help me to not do what I've been doing to myself. I mean, begging God, I would, I mean, almost every single day I said that prayer, not really knowing what it meant. And when I came back in 2018, I mean, I had so much experience with food, so much experience with this disease. I was licked. I was to the point where I would do anything. And at this point, I was really ready to work these steps. And when we came to this step, I remember I was I was almost in tears just because I was afraid that I was getting ready to give my life to some God I didn't know. And I felt like I was going to be cheating on the God of my understanding. And I shared that with my sponsor. So I felt like I'm getting ready to cheat on God because at this point I was, I had understood the doctor's opinion. We had gone through more about, I mean, I really got a great understanding of what was going on with my disease. And I was really starting to dial in, um, especially with the, the we agnostics chapter and my sponsor said to me, said, Leon, maybe you're just getting to see a different side of God. And I realized that was the truth. I mean, I, I hadn't really known God like the word of God, God of my understanding. And this book really opened that up. And so I really didn't know what it meant that God was going to be building with me and doing something with me. And what does that mean? What does that look like? You know, giving myself unto him. But I understood real quickly when we started going through step four, because God started building me. He started building me by tearing me down and getting some of these things that were keeping me or separating me from him. He started building. And at the same time, it was building me up, you know, doing my fourth step, doing my inventory, giving it away. There was so much power in that step five of giving it away and then removing these character defects, asking him to do so, being ready, and then asking him. And then the real work was the face-to-face eight and nine. I mean, there was so much building uh, and selflessness in that because no longer was I blaming other people. I, I was now taking my responsibility. So this step is, it is important to take it some with someone that you know. And now when I say this in the morning, I totally get it. I know about what it means to be selfless and getting out of self, and I know how it feels when I'm in myself. And I'm thankful for this program that it has opened my eyes, opened my mind for me to see who I am. And I pass it that. Thank you so much for allowing me to do service. Thank you so much, Leon. Okay, so we're now going to take names of those who would like to share on what was read. And although we value your experience, strength, and hope, if you've shared over the last three days, i.e. Tuesday or Wednesday, we ask that you please hold off uh, so we can let others share their experience, strength, and hope. So who would like to share? Susan Rick A. Uh, 
Rick J. I got Janet B. Who else? I heard someone before Rick J. Who Lisa was that, B. Please? Wanda B. Wanda B. Okay. Hold on. I've got Lisa B. Rick J. Janet B. Vasa R. Who did I miss? Barbara E. Barbara. Gotcha. Susan A. Adriana A. Rhonda R. There we go. Rhonda. Thanks for your patience. Rhonda. Uh, okay. I think we got enough here. Adriana P. Okay. This is who I have. Lisa B. Rick J. Janet B. Vasa R. Barbara E. Susanna, I think it was. Oh, I didn't get your last initial. Adriana P. And Rhonda R. All right. We got a rocking lineup here. Lisa B., you're up. Oh, good morning, Amy. Thank you so much for your service. Um, my name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina, and I do spell my name L-E-S-A. Um, I was looking at this passage this morning, and it says that um, it's it's very helpful to share it with someone, but let me see here, but we don't want to be misunderstood, you know, and I want people to get me and I can lose this wonderful spark of something that's beginning to happen inside of me by trying to share it with someone and the chance that because I some often will look at myself and see my reflection, you know, in their eyes. And if they don't understand, then I get all confused, you know? So this is about my walk with the God that is beginning to become exposed, you know, inside of me. And I don't want to rely on other people and what they think, um, but I was looking at step three in the AA 12 and 12, and it says this is a way to a faith that works, you know. And then it also goes on to say that faith, to be sure, is necessary, but faith alone can avail nothing. We can have faith, yet keep God out of our lives. And that's how I was. And that's where seeking earnestly, um, you know, with this prayer, and this prayer is just, just a prayer, you know, but we're going to be embarking on what, my, what is going to become my medicine. And that's where I'm going to see those things that have really been blocking me from this wonderful power. But um, I don't know, for some reason, I, I got I lost my train of thought. So I apologize. But um, let's see here. I like where it says without reservation, and that it's only a beginning. And I like the word honestly and humbly made, sincere, earnestly, you know, just really... Oh, genuine, genuine. I'm not just checking off a box, you know. This is a matter of life and death. I'm really seeing it. It's like this is a chance to get some water that I have been thirsting for and haven't been able to find anywhere at any point in my life. Now it's going to be it's going to be coming in. Like it's that craving, that yearning, and I still have that for my relationship with God. I still have that today. And sometimes it does get all lost in seeking it outside of me in relationships with other people or jobs or status and things like that. But it's that same hunger and earnestness that I have today. And it's that quiet walk with God that is the most important thing for me and unblocking, finding those things that block me. So with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Lisa. Okay, Rick. Rick, you are up. 
Please go ahead. Oh, is this for Rick J? It is for Rick J. You have the oh, floor. Okay. Hi. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was uh, no doing this. I'm muting and wasn't sure where I was on the lineup. But uh, my name is Rick J. Thank you for being there for me this morning. And uh, I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. You know, I um, I basically um, took this step on a beach in the Outer Banks in uh, 2019. You know, and I called someone and I just said, I'm all done and I'm all in. I'm all done and I'm all in. I was tired of fighting. I had nothing left, you know, and it was that that humble from just the bottom of my heart being so ready to change that I, I was going to do anything. And, of course, I, you know, I knew what was coming. I knew that there were steps to be worked and um you know the one thing that i hadn't done in, in my time of you know of being in 12-step programs is completely given everything i have and doing exactly what you know people were telling me to do and you know if i'm if i'm connecting to this power if i'm truly powerless and if, if i'm beyond human aid and i'm believing now that there is a power greater than myself that can restore me to sanity that I want to keep going. I don't want to just stop there with this acknowledgement that yes, there's a power that can restore me to sanity. You know, I want that. I want my sanity to be restored. I want me back. I want to be connected and I'm, I'm going to do the actions. I'm just ready. You know, so that decision to, to call someone, that decision to, to be all in because I'm all done when it came there was there was no reservation, you know, about, oh, should I do this or not? No, I was done. I had the gift of desperation. You know, and I want that sanity to be restored, which is going to happen through the coming steps that we see. You know, next we're going to launch out on a course of vigorous action, and, and it's going to be done with the person that I'm I'm with. And, of course, I want that person that I'm going to be working these steps with to be the one that I'm committing this to. I'm voicing that commitment to them without reservation. I know I'm going from yes, but to yes, sir. Let's do it. Whatever. Aye, aye, Captain. You know, let's, let's just do it. You know, and if I'm not there, I'm not ready. So I'm just very grateful that I'm, I was ready then, and I continue to be ready and open Every day, you know, I do start my day with this, with this, some version of, of this prayer because I'm not cured. You know, I can be recovered from a seemingly hopeless condition of mind and body, but I'll never be recovered from that physical allergy. And with that, I pass. Okay. Thank you so much, Rick. All right, Janet B., it's your turn, followed by Vanessa R. Janet, you have the floor. Please go ahead. Janet, press star one, please. Janet B, you out there? Okay, maybe I missed Janet B. I thought I heard Janet B on there. Okay, Vasa, Vasa O. 
Did I hear Vasa today? Yes, I'm here. Thank you, Amy. Right, go service. Can you hear me? Very well, thank you. Thank you so much for your service. And good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive Ovita, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I love everything that we just read about this paragraph. And uh, I, you know, again, I had the gift of desperation. It was desirable for me to... Uh, get on my knees and surrender and find a power greater than myself to help me because um, I was so exhausting. It was very tiring and exhausting fighting the food addiction for 25 years of my life. And there was, there was nothing more I could do. And I really, I mean, completely gave in to the food addiction. Before I came to Overeaters Anonymous, I didn't know it existed uh, uh, Overeaters Anonymous. I didn't know anything about food addictions. I knew I loved to eat. I didn't know anything about eating disorders at, or either. And I was just so relieved. Oh, my goodness. This person brought me in the program, and she said, the only way it's going to work if we uh, surrender to a power greater than ourselves to help us and, you know, and work the 12 steps. I, I was elated. I was so excited finally to find, like there was a word, there was a word for it I, because I didn't know what it meant. And that was the beginning. Yes, I surrendered uh, by myself. You know, I did the third step. When I came home from my first meeting in my bathroom to God, to a power greater than myself, on my knees, and I said, please help me. I can't do this by myself. And uh, I, you know, I put myself into God's hands. I made that commitment to my sponsor. I will do this. And I don't want to die. And I did have the spiritual experience that moment when I had that surrender. I have felt the connection. The power go through my body from my head to my heart. And I, it was just something that I never expected. It happened. I didn't know what happened. I could not wait to tell my my sponsor what happened. And she said, that's God, you know. That's God. Just keep coming. Keep on listening. And that was the beginning. And I threw myself in the program. And, of course, I'd done this, the third step, with a person, in, in person, too, before I started doing the fourth and the fifth step and the rest of them. Oh, it works. It's a miracle. Please give yourself a chance. Even if you don't believe, keep coming. It's going to happen. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Vasa. All right, Janet, one more call for you, Janet, just to make sure if you're out there. Okay. Barbara E., your turn. Please go ahead. Good morning, everyone. It is Barbara E. from New Jersey. Well, in step three, which we read yesterday, we're offering ourselves up to God to be relieved from the bondage of self, for me to cease being a slave to my compulsion to use food in isolation and discomfort and the fear of feeling I'm not good enough and to relieve me of all, it's all about me and what I want and to walk under God's huge umbrella, to be of service, to think less of me and more of what God wishes me to become and do. And say this prayer today and again tomorrow, 
and take it into my heart and live it. The third step has helped me see the decisions I made before came from distorted beliefs, like I can't stay in this feeling a minute. I've learned over the years that to bury my feelings alive, they never die. To trust another, my sponsor, my fellows, because my resentments were the dark room where I developed my negatives. And of course, to remember to think before I speak. I read a parable that touched my heart. It went like this. As I walked down the road, I bemoaned the fact I had no shoes. And a few miles further down the road, I saw a man with no feet. My lesson takeaway is to be always grateful what God has given me, not ruminating on what I don't have and praying for others to be blessed too. To remember I'm not alone, but I am powerless, and without God I will always feel distressed. When I lusted after comfort, it was really my disease tricking me, deluding me. Now I live in reality and recognize I do have discomfort and sadness at times, and turn them over to God, call a fellow, write about it, meditate, to be of service to another, to take responsibility for my life, to give up living in fear. For, for me, fear is a soul sickness and courage the antidote. To relax and take it easy and leave God in charge of the outcome. And where have I learned this? Through the program, through honestly doing steps four through nine working with a sponsor who lovingly but firmly asked me to dig deeper and to remember if I lie to her, I'm stealing her time and mine. So no lying, to be trusting and willing to speak honestly and from my heart and to know that going alone is dangerous, to take responsibility, to take my OA medicine every day, steps 10 through 12, 12, I couldn't do this without this program. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. Didn't mean to cut you off there. We lost you at that last sentence, but the time was up. But thank you so much for your share. Okay, so I had a Susanna in there. This is uh, Susan A. Can you hear me? There we go. Susan, please go ahead. Oh, Susan A. Thank you. Can't read thank my own writing. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, moderator, for your service, and thank you, Leon, for that beautiful show. This paragraph is important to me because, oh, by the way, I'm Susan A. Recovered outside of Philadelphia. And this paragraph became important to me fairly recently when I was working on it on this section of the big book with my sponsee. The reason is that last sentence, the term and effect, it uh, hearkened me back to Doctor's Opinion, page 28, where it talks about the effect, the food effect, that we cha- uh, chase alcohol and food for ease and comfort from, as one of our members often says, the buildup of human emotion. And I was comparing that to the God effect, and there's so many differences. The first one is that I chase an effect with the food. And with step three, 
we make a decision to turn to God, not chase God. The the second difference was that my motivation to, to chase the food and eat it compulsively is a function of fear, whereas my motivation in searching, seeking God is connection. The outcome is ease and comfort from compulsive overeating, but it's extremely temporary. Whereas spiritual growth, the outcomes grow over time as long as we continue to work in the big book and work the steps. Uh, With the food effect, the ease and comfort is followed by craving and enslavement versus the connection with God leads to freedom. Many of us, myself included, uh, chase the food in secret. And this part of the big book right here uh, teaches that we need to take step three with an understanding other. If that person is not available, God is not is a fantastic substitute. Not that you know we substitute our relationships, but and then finally, when I surrender to the food, I hate myself. When I surrender to God, I love myself. And I know that this sounds very starkly black and white, but. That's the way addiction is for me, and I need to get into reality and see the, the you know the stark differences in the food effect versus the God effect. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Susan. Adriana P., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Hi, Amy. Hi, everyone. Thanks for your service today. Um, this is Amy overeater in Michigan and what came to mind today about this paragraph is I really like where it talks about this is just the beginning um, to me that's so important because I can tend to be um, an overzealous person at times a very emotional person at times and I remember all I took this step before I was really ready steps it was kind of like an emotional thing. It was like, oh, this prayer is so beautiful. And I was just kind of like on some cloud nine about, you know, I was starting to feel better. You know, I'd put the, so I was starting to feel a little better physically. Um, I was really hopeful about, you know, the steps working this time, but I wasn't really like, um, honestly and humbly, I was still looking out for, like, what was going to be for me, what I was going to get out of things. And that's totally the opposite of this prayer because the prayer is, you know, uh, at first a declaration, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. And then, you know, asking for God's help to do that because without God's grace I can't do that. And why do I want myself out of the way so I can be of service to others? Um, and in turn, as it you know, says in the St. Francis prayer, you know, when I give, I receive. You know, giving is receiving pretty much. And so um, it's just a totally different way of looking at life is that I'm not focused on what I'm going to get anymore. It's kind of like, I've spent a lot of time getting what I wanted out of life or thinking what I wanted. 
the food. Um, and like some people say, uh, I've had a lifetime of uh, chocolate and whatever, donuts. Um, I've had my fair share, and that didn't get me anywhere. So um, it's just kind of a total change of perspective. And I think, like, if we, for me, like, without going through the rest of the steps, this prayer kind of means nothing. Like, I'm not putting my money where my mouth is. And so, um, yeah, for me, I had to be careful not to be in this illusion that after I took this beautiful step that that was it and that I could kind of coast for a while. Um, Because I truly believe there's like a special window of time when we're ready to recover where, you know, we can take this effect maybe that we get from the third step, like it talks about, like a really gr- this great effect we feel, and use that zeal to push ourselves into step four instead of like, you know, kind of coasting and feeling like we've got it all. So anyway, that's all I have. Hope you all have a great day. Thank you so much, Adriana. Okay. Rhonda. Rhonda R., please go ahead. Yeah, hi, I'm Wanda. Wanda, sorry. Wanda, I got you. I'm sorry. I did make myself clear. And I'm from Illinois. And first of all, I just want to say that Saturday and Sunday uh, is the celebration of the 86th year of AA in Akron, Ohio. It's on Zoom this year. And uh, lots of things are going to be happening I think on the uh, Founders Day 2021 website, and it's worldwide, but it's going to be really good. Uh, You know, the granddaddy of all the programs. So, uh, but um, God bless everyone. Thank you so much for letting me be on the meeting and share. And I'm just going to say, you know, I've been in program 45 years. I had a nine-year uh, relapse, and I've been abstinent since 1985. Uh, you know, I had a sign in my house, I think, probably in the 70s, and it said, don't confuse me with the facts. My mind's made up. You know, and I didn't realize how much that denial penetrated everything I did, how I felt I didn't need God. I felt I didn't need other people. Uh, You know, my world just got smaller and smaller and smaller. I had one friend I saw once uh, a month for one hour, and that was getting to be too much because it got in the way of my food. And uh, and then I had another sign that I acquired a little bit after that. It was, uh, you know, um, don't bother me. I'm having a crisis, you know. So, um, you know, and I still have that. But, you know, I realized I took this uh, prayer and in, in uh, with God. And, uh, you know, to me, I take it every day. It's very simple for me. God, give me the direction and give me the strength. And, uh, you know, I, I just ask God to be my, to be my guide, you know, and my sponsor who is dying of, uh, terminal cancer said, you know, uh, 
she she just said, Wanda, you're being guided. You're being guided. And I have to trust that. I have to trust, you know, that I'm loved and I never felt loved. I sort of grew up in a torture chamber. But, you know, and I used over it, you know, but I'm just grateful to be here. Uh, my whole life is different. I have family now. Uh, I, you know, uh, my my uh, cousin's granddaughter is coming over next week to do embroidery. I never met her. I'll have a great time. My life is fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Wanda. Okay, so we have time to take a few more shares. Who else would like to share on what was read today? On page 63, third paragraph. Um, C-C-H. Ann, Ann, M. I'm sorry, who was that? Barbara Stacey M. H. Nancy Stacey H. Hold on one second. Nancy H. And Barbara, who, uh, Barbara M. Was it? It was Stacy H. I got Stacy, but I thought I heard a Barbara. So I have Ann M. Nancy H. Barbara M. And Stacy H. Well, Barbara S. 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 Okay, gotcha. All right, let's go with that. Anne, please, your turn. Go ahead. Anne M. Anne, are you there? Hi, Amy. Yeah, hi, there Amy. You are. This is Anne M. here, Recovery Compulsive yep. Overeater from Ireland. Uh, thank you so much for your service, Amy, and thank you for a great meeting. Um, yeah, I love this this paragraph. You know, it's... it's uh, it's step three, and as we all know, step three is a decision. Um, yeah, and it's a real commitment, I think, to um, to undertake the rest of the steps, and especially step four to nine. You know, and it just says, you know, a desire, a desirable to take the spiritual step with an understanding person. And for me, that just, you know, makes me really, really appreciate, you know, being in the fellowship and. Uh, you know, having people around me that, you know, can can do this work with me and understand, you know, it's that objective, you know, of what we're what we're what we're about. Um, yeah, and I love the part as well, you know, but it's better to meet God alone. And I think that's the part where, you know, I do need fellows and I need a, a you know, I need definitely need a sponsor and I need, you know, fellowship. I need all the all of that, but really you know, it comes down to God and uh, my higher power. And it is that part where I have to take responsibility and accountability um, for myself. And it's the interior, my interior, you know, it's about clearing up my interior and, and living from that place, you know, being being connected to a higher power. And, you know, the part where it says voicing it without reservation. And that's the part I think it's it's taking that decision and making it real. And it's a commitment. It's a vow to me. It's that serious. You know, it's wholeheartedly taken every day. And I just turn my will, which is my thinking and my life over to my higher power. And that is, you know, that is where I just get down now. I have to. I've committed and I now roll up my sleeves and take on the, the step four to nine, which is the unblocking steps. And I continue it in step 10 and I stay connected in step 11 and, and, you know, continue to live 
on this spiritual journey one day at a time and share my recovery. And it is a magnificent journey. And, you know, the freedom that I get, not just neutrality around food, freedom around, you know, all the serenity, all the freedom. And it gives me a way to live because I must remember I'm an addict. I must remember who I am. I'm not a normal eater, but as well, I can't do life. I can't do life on life terms. And because of that, I need a program. I need a higher power. I need a fellowship and I need all of you. So thanks again, Amy. With that, I pass. Thank you, Anne. Okay. We have Nancy H. Nancy, it's your turn. Please go ahead. It's Stacey H. <laughs> Hi, Stacey H. <laughs> oh, that's what you were saying. Okay. I thought I heard it another Nancy. Stacey, please go ahead. Thank you. Hi, this is, thanks, Amy. This is Stacey H. calling from Virginia, um, recovered. Grateful to be here today. And I was thinking about sharing and I thought it was funny because um, somebody earlier um, said the same thing, similar to what I was going to say, which was I was also at the beach at OBX in 2019 and took Mm -hmm. the third step. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, Yeah, we had just, we are military and we were, you know, are currently living in Yorktown, Virginia, and that's only two hours from the Outer Banks in North Carolina. And we had actually visited um, the Wright Brothers Museum, and then we went to the beach. So it it was so interesting how it all tied in with the big book and what we had been studying because we talked about the Wright Brothers. And then, you know, I was right at that point of taking step three. And um, we were on the beach and, um, you know, and I took the step, but I I said it silently in my mind because I was sitting next to my husband. um, And I was just, as, as we were reading this paragraph, you know, I started to wonder can you voice something without saying it out loud? And I was um, looking in the dictionary under voice, and it looked like there were a couple definitions. Um, One said something likened to speech as conveying um, impression to the mind. You know, so, I mean, I was conveying an idea, but I, you know, not voicing it out loud. And the other thing said expression in spoken or written words or by other means. So, um, and in our sentence here in the book, it also, you know, it said we express the idea, you know, and without reservation. And I know for for a fact um, that I did express the idea um, and I did do it without reservation. So even though at that moment I did not say it out loud, um, I did voice it, you know, in my mind and in my heart into my higher power. Um, So anyway, that's what I have. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Stacy. Okay, Barbara S., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Barbara S. from New York. Uh, very slowly, I am starting to see more each day how my higher power has helped me. I was always looking for proof. I want proof. I want a picture of God. Uh, But so many times I look back and I see things that have happened and how God has helped me through. And just recently, um, I'm diabetic for many years. I was eating things that it was like suicide. It was a slow suicide. And with this meeting, I started to think, how did I stop using that food? I just got a report. My blood is under control. My sugars are under control. 
uh, and not gone. The diabetes, for for certain reasons, will uh, stay to a certain extent because of both my parents were diabetic. But God has helped me through. I didn't really listen to doctors. I it just happened. So it can't just happen like this because. I have no control. I have to keep on working program. I know that I have to keep on working program. But to get this proof, I'm always looking for proof. And this week I got proof. I My bloods are under control. It, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm sort of smiling because I, I never would have put it together that God helped me. My higher power helped me say, stop damaging yourself. You're not bad. You are not bad, Barbara. I have to work on this every day. And there's no proof of anything that I was bad. It was just part of this disease. So I'm glad to share. Uh, Hearing this meeting in the morning is a blessing. God bless and thank you. Pass. Thank you, Barbara. Okay, so we have a few more minutes uh, for people who would like to share on page 63, third paragraph. Who would like to share? Sandy C. Sandy C. Yes. Okay. Anyone else? Don't be shy. Monica K. Monica. Anyone else? Sandy S. from Asheville. Sandy S. Okay. So we've got Sandy C., Monica P., and Sandy S. Go ahead, Sandy C. (laughs) Your turn. Sandy C., your turn. Yeah. How about now? There we go. Yep. Oh, I can thank hear you. you. Um, hi, Sandy C. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, thank you. I, ooh, I'm nervous. Okay. So um, I have to tell on myself that up until about a week ago, I was saying this third step prayer faithfully every morning, but I was saying it as a negotiation, right? The, P, uh, the pivotal word was offer. God, I'll offer myself to you, and here's what you're going to do for me. And um, it was kind of an aha moment. It, it really helped today to hear Leon say, I memorized it in my heart. And my thought was, well, I memorized it in my mind. And it's only just now starting to inhabit my heart. And um, what I was doing was I was, the negotiation was, God, you'll relieve me of bondage of self, so you'll handle the food and the weight. You'll make me fabulous. You'll, you know, promote me to the tippy top of the speaker circuit, and I'll just be all that. You'll fill up my ego, is what I was saying. And then what I'll do for you, God, is I'll, you know, be of maximum service. So that's how that's going to work. And um, uh, then you know, this idea of voicing it without reservation? No, 
I was full of reservations. I was full of, I'm going to monitor you, God, and I'm going to, you know, evaluate your performance. And then if you perform well for me, um, I'll do my part. Oh, okay. Um, So this is a big aha moment for me. I think it was a week ago. And um, I now am at a new level of um, being of service to God. And I'm, I'm not, I can't say authentically that I'm a hundred percent free of monitoring and negotiating and, you know, deal making. I, I, I got a lot of kudos in my professional life for doing a lot of negotiation, but I'm so much better than I ever was. And listening to these meetings has been just a huge gift in my life. And I'm just so grateful. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sandy. Okay, we have Monica. Monica P or T, I think it was. Please go ahead. It's Monica K. Okay, Monica K, go ahead. Thank you so much for your service and being so patient with all of us on the line. I really appreciate you um, doing the service of listening carefully to our names and last names. That's Thank you. Um, you're doing such a great job. And for me, the third step prayer, um, when I started working with a vision for new sponsor, is um, she asked me to write my own prayer and find spiritual place and um, and do it in the way that I will feel God. Well, that's at least what I remember hearing. So I planned everything. I wrote the prayer. I woke up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. And I went to the beach in <clears throat> by the Pacific Ocean. It was super dark. And I remember walking in the dark from my car to the beach, feeling miserable, cold. I bent on my knees on the beach. I called even my sponsor. And I just felt cold <laughs> and angry. And I went to my car and I said, okay, um, well, I would like to have spiritual awakening or some type of spiritual thing. And I'm just like freaking angry and cold. That's how it was for me. And um, and I relapsed after, shortly after, and we did the steps again, and one, two, three, and she asked me to do the prayer again. And, you know, that time I was in my apartment, it was very short, it was very sincere, and it was very honest. And what I learned is doing the first step prayer, I play God. I had agenda and I wanted to be my way and supposed to be different. And the second time I was in so much pain that I said, like, whatever, that whatever, it's such a good word sometimes because I say, God, you know, your way, not my way. Not, um, so that was very, very helpful for me to do it that to, to having that experience and um, and not having my own expectations. It really taught me a lot how much expectation I have and fears, the steps of the program. And I just knew it didn't have to be like a butterfly or or shiny light. It, just, it was what it was, and I was just willing to do the first step. That's what it was and was plenty enough um, for me. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, for for that lesson because I take that with my heart and try to remember that you know it's just my ideas are just thoughts of the future and me requesting God it should be that way and when I just see what it is and say oh thank you God I thought it should be different but it's this way it's so much better than I thought it would be (laughs) 
So just seeing for me God is reality and what is and its rules and it's always wins. And when I argue with it, I just suffer. And um, I'm on step five right now, so I'm still in the process mm-hmm. and I'm just learning to enjoy. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you so much, Monica. Okay, Sandy S., take us out. Okay, hi, this is Sandy S., recovered compulsive eater from Asheville, North Carolina. And, you know, when I say the third step prayer, for some reason, I don't know what it really means. It just, it. I have said it a lot, a lot of times. It just, it doesn't penetrate my heart. And I had rewritten a lot of the 11 step stuff to sort of like resonate with my heart. And yesterday I just, I came up with what does the third step prayer mean? What does it really mean to surrender to God? And I am an agnostic. I wish I wasn't, but that's the reality, like the last person mentioned. And for me, it really means trusting my inner guidance system. You know, uh, trusting that there's whatever created me has created some kind of inner guidance system that really knows what's best for me. And I am totally willing, you know, to do whatever I need to do for my recovery. I've always been that way only because of a lot of pain that I experienced. And just to really trust that there isn't in a guidance system there. And all I have to do is the next small step. And that included sharing on this line. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Sandy. Um, we have one. We have one minute. If someone would like to share, one minute. Hello, Anne. Oh. All right, go ahead. You got one minute. Thank you very much for your service, Amy. Phil, a recovered compulsive overeater from Northern Ireland. I remember the first time I said that prayer with my first sponsor. And by the way, happy birthday. Happy 86th birthday today to to uh, AA. Um, yeah, it, it was lovely. We had a discussion and she advised me that my spiritual practices, my religious practices ought to nourish me. And I realized that they didn't. And I started a search. And that search now includes... Um, examining um, God as mother as well as father and it's so exciting it's a real adventure and um, it, it it's not that I believe in lots and lots and lots of God I just believe that there are lots of facets of what God is and can be for all of us and uh, the beauty just keeps growing and I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you all uh, without a pass thank you so much Thanks for taking us out. And with that, I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour of study uh, with Nancy P. immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, June 10th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 17,121. That's 17121. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, 
followed by the serenity prayer. Barbara E., could you please read that for us? I'd be glad to. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and grave events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you. 